0: Tonight, we have a special guest that has flown in because our main speaker flew in. And when he heard that our main speaker was coming, uh, he said, I will not miss this retreat for the world. Uh, And so there were prophecies actually made over Dr. Kirby that God would open up doors for Asia for him. And he had never been in Asia before. And so um, uh, when... New Philly, we were able to invite him and open up the doors for him to come and come and minister. Uh, Pastor Robert Daniels and Pastor Diane, they both jump on the opportunity, and they have flown out to be with us uh, in this momentous weekend. And so tonight, uh, we want to give an opportunity uh, for Pastor Robert Daniels uh, to preach the Word of God, uh, to share with us what he has been receiving. You know, uh, Pastor Robert Daniels is my uh, spiritual grandfather because he's Pastor Benjamin's spiritual father. And he is is an amazing spiritual father. I mean, he is so encouraging and also confrontational. He's the only man of God that I know that makes Pastor Benjamin cry like every other month. (laughs) Makes him cry and then uh just loves on him. just. And uh, Pastor Robert Daniels, if you guys know, know him from previous trips to Korea, I think this is his third or fourth trip to Korea, third trip now to Korea. Uh, he is a man of prayer, a man of prayer and fasting. He is continually in the presence of God. In fact, if you get to heaven, there's a seat labeled Robert Daniels. <laughs> he is continually seated before the throne room of God and there are there's such rich revelation that he brings out from that place and then he shares it with pastor Benjamin who in turn processes it and uh organizes it and then he shares it with me <laughs> because in its uh in its raw form sometimes you know it needs a little chewing you know You need to do a little chewing. You know, you you eat raw vegetables, you got to chew on that a little bit more than cooked vegetables. But anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about all that. He's going to deliver a powerful word for us tonight. The anointing is truly flowing from the top down. And so we got Dr. Kirby spoke the first two messages. Uh, To give us the third message is Pastor Robert Daniels. Let's welcome him up.
1: the Lord. It's so good to be here, I tell you, I'm always just transformed when I come into this house. This is truly a house that falls short of no good gift. God has blessed this place and uh, this people, and I tell you, I'm so grateful and thankful. I want to acknowledge that uh, Pastor Christian and Aaron, powerful man and woman of God, And I'm so thankful that my spiritual parents are here, Uh, Dr. Kirby and Sandra. If they didn't come in my life at the right time, I would not be standing here. A lot of the fruit that I'm passing on uh, came 10, 20 years ago. You're going to find that you're going to be eating off the fruit that you received the past two days for 10, 20 years. Because uh, it's so rich. I'm also happy that my wife is here, Pastor Diane. Could you stand? It's awesome. Well, let's, let's just pray. Father, we're just so grateful again to be here. I'm praying that you would open our hearts Lord, let there be a freedom in our spirit to ascend with you and and into higher heights and deeper depths. I sense a strong call and a drawing. And I'm praying, Father, that we would respond. So grateful. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, as I, this, During this evening, I've been uh, really, really struggling to uh, stay present in in this temporal realm. For some reason, the Lord has just been really drawing my spirit, and uh, it's been really, really difficult. And I I think I've been fighting it because I'm I'm somewhat afraid that, you know, if you don't have any awareness of what's around you, you'll be in trouble. (laughs) But I really feel that there's a resurrection power that's pulling and drawing on the church to come back into the presence of the Lord. And, and not just on Sundays or, or Wednesdays or when we gather, but during the week, God wants you to arise into his presence. And what I'm finding out is that it's oftentimes we are very powerful when we gather in the house of the Lord in the local gathering. But it's when, when we go home that we find that we are not as strong and not as powerful. Because we forget that the presence of the Lord is with us. And I think we need a resurrection of our mind. You see, our mind is on the things of God on Sundays, but on Monday, Tuesday, and sometimes Thursday and Friday, where our mind is on ourself and on the things beneath. But God is wanting to do a resurrection of the mind. You know, it's not a long distance uh, uh, process of God lifting your mind is' just taking your mind off yourself and, and turning your mind on on the Lord. You know I need to tell you right away that you're not changed by looking at yourself. I know many of you look at the mirror and the first thing you find is all the things that are wrong with you. You look at your, in the mirror and you see that your nose is too big, or your lips or something is just not right. And I tell you, you're not going to be changed by looking at yourself. The law causes us to look at ourselves and try to see if we measure up. But I tell you, we're changed when we behold as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. Yeah. We're changed into that self-same image. And that's what God is wanting to do t- tonight. I tell you, he wants to do some things in our lives. And he's putting on my heart that he doesn't want us in an uncertain place. You know, we dwell in a gray area, and we don't often come into the black or or the white. We find ourselves in a gray area, and God is so tired of us being in a gray area. We need to move into absolute certainty. We need to be sure no matter what is going on around us, we shouldn't conform to any situation or circumstance. God is wanting us to be sure and not... To be double-minded. When you get into a difficult situation, he wants us to know that he's God, even in the situation that you're in. He never changes. So I want to talk a little bit about that as well. I want to also tell you that the Lord has been speaking to me about our boring life. He's so tired of us in our boring life. He didn't die for us to live a boring life. He said that in John chapter 10, 10, that he has come that we might have life to the full. And so he's ready for us to move into an exciting life. And so I'm going to move you into that place, too. So I'm taking you out of uncertainty and I'm moving you into an exciting life. Also, God wants me to do today is to bring you back into the present. Um, Pastor Marcus. He almost preached my message this morning during the prophetic time. But God is wanting us to come back to the presence, come back to the awareness. We are always in his presence, but we're not always aware that we are in his presence. And so there are things that happen in the presence of the Lord that doesn't happen when our mind is somewhere in the beneath realm and all of the trouble that's going on. And so I want to speak to you about that because when David was wrote that psalm, he was running for his life, but he said he made the Lord his, his portion and his inheritance. So we want to talk a little bit about that. But also, we want to talk about your your theme, God's hidden wisdom. I want to tell you that that when God hides something, is not from you, it's for you. And that uh, when he, he only hides the things... That he wants you to seek after. And the things that he hides are things that are really precious to him. And uh, when you seek him, you've got seek to seek them wholeheartedly. And so we've got to move out of the half-hearted way of seeking. And we have to come fully because the things that God has hidden, they're worth seeking with your whole heart. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the hidden wisdom of God. And so I want to cover these things, and I want you to know that that's what we're going to do because I don't want you to complain when I'm all over the place (laughs) because I tend to preach from Genesis to Revelation. (laughs) I really do. And so I want to forewarn you. Well, at any rate, could you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2? This is Paul. He's saying he didn't come with excellence of speech or the wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. He said he determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. First Corinthians two two. He said he was with with you in weakness and in fear and trembling, and he. And my speech and my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom. So we're not looking for human wisdom. God's hidden wisdom is deeper than that and higher than that. He said, not the wisdom of men, in verse 5, that your faith should not rest No, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. And this is what messed me up. It said, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, the rulers didn't know this wisdom, and I'm afraid some of us don't know this wisdom. We never find it because you'll never find it in the traditional ways through your senses. And you'll never find it as long as you're looking by sight. And you'll never understand the things that God has hidden can only be revealed, can only be revealed by the Spirit. And so we've got to learn how not to lean on our own understanding. We've got to learn how not to walk by sight. And no matter how often the Lord tells you, don't walk by sight, I find that most of us are still walking by sight. And very few of us are are looking and and, and determined to be led by the Spirit. Because you are never going to find the things that are valuable to God unless you begin to search this mind of the Spirit. And so we are going to be moving into this, this place where we are looking for the hidden wisdom. Not the wisdom of man and not the things of man. And we're going to find out that this wisdom is hidden in Christ. Because uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So the power of God and the wisdom of God is in Christ. Again, in verse 30, it says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So, hint, hint. I believe the wisdom, the hidden wisdom, is hidden in Christ. And I I want you to understand that you are in Christ. But as long as you set your mind on things beneath, you'll never find the hidden wisdom. You see, when God hides something, He don't He hides it right in the place where you can easily find it. But you just can't find it looking with your eyes, your natural eyes. And so you have to learn how to look with the eyes of the Spirit. And so He's raising us up. And He's taking us into a new place. And if you're willing to go and you need to stop fighting it because there's nothing... That of human wisdom and and man's wisdom that can resolve any issue. God is bringing us to a new place. He says, these things are revealed in verse 10. He reveals them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, yea, the deep things. The deep things of God. The spirit of God searches out the deep things of God it says for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God the spirit of God knows the things that God has prepared for you And I know that we are not looking for the things that are dear to God. We look for the things that we desire because our mind is still on the things beneath in ourselves. And I'm going to show you one other thing that I forgot to tell you is that if you are living by the wisdom of this world, you are living by the wisdom that is corrupted. You see, the wisdom that is corrupt, the way you corrupt wisdom is you use it for yourself. To gain yourself. And I'm going to take you and show you that. But I need you to stay with me for in verse 11. It said, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God. That we may know the things that have been Really given to us by God. Church, I want you to hear. I'm reading from the scripture, but we're going to begin to search the things out. You know, the scripture is written for us. And even Jesus said, you, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have life. But you're not willing. And the scriptures are written about him, but you're not willing to come to him. You see, I can read these things, but unless I begin to pursue the Lord, I'll never understand fully what he's saying. It's when you begin to search it out and seeking him. And you know that God is, he's not far from any one of us. And he's always looking with his hands outstretched. But not many of us are willing to come and allow him to. To lift you up into the place where you can see him face to face. Where you can have a confirmation that he is real as anything else you can see. And he's eternal. He transcends the material realm and all of that. And God is ready to reveal himself today. But he's revealed by the spirit. And the things that God has given us, they are free. You cannot earn the things that he gives to you. You cannot work for them. They are freely given and they are revealed to us by the Spirit. And so there is going to be a hunger in your heart for these things. Because you're going to know the value of these things. All of us know the value of money, so we pursue it. But it keeps going away from us. But the things that God... It has for us, they are right in our presence, and sometimes we don't know it. So I'm going to continue. These things are freely given. He said in verse 13, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You know, this is not like the Parables. Well, Jesus, take natural things and compare it to spiritual things so that people would come to some understanding. But I found out that when he speaks to you in parables, he really don't care if you understand or not. <laughs> because he said, I'm speaking that even as when you're hearing, you won't understand it. When you see it, you won't perceive it. Because they were not hungry enough To pursue him. To ask him. And so we got to learn how to come to him. When you don't know something. Don't always wait and ask the pastor. I want you to start seeking God. Because he's ready to have a, a personal relationship with you. He wants you to learn how to hear his voice. Speaking to you. And speaking of spiritual things, speaking of things that are unseen and telling you the value of them so that you can begin to understand the wisdom of God that he's speaking in a mystery. And this this is one. uh, Verse 15 said he who is spiritual, judge all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Now, in verse 16, this is critical. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. You see, we have no excuse. Sometimes we struggle because we think we don't know and we do. Because we have the mind of the Spirit that's ready to teach us. And he's ready to bring us into this place where we begin to understand. I told you we need a, a, a resurrection in our mind. Because it's in the mind that we have gone off base. And I need to tell you and go over to Genesis chapter chapter 3. And just to give you some history of why man's mind is so messed up and why we need resurrection so that we can begin to come back into the presence of the Lord with our understanding. You see, when Adam disobeyed God and Eve disobeyed God and they ate from the tree that God told them not to, it affected them in their mind. You see, I'm going to Make this statement. I don't believe anything really changed but the way the things in Adam's mind. You see, all of a sudden, Adam now is making decisions for himself. When that never was what was supposed to be. You see, when God noticed that Adam was lonely. It wasn't Adam that came to God and say, you know what, God, I'm lonely. Make for me a helper suitable for me. Yeah, right. He didn't even know that he was alone. It was God said it wasn't good. And it was God that made a helper. Yes, but as soon as Adam and Eve ate of the tree that they weren't supposed to, they started to. Fix things for themselves. The first thing that happened is when God came to visit them in the cool of the day, they ran and hid from him. Now, they are telling themselves that God is not a good God. They are running from God. And then they are saying to God, when he asked, where are you? They said that they were naked and they said that they went and hid. Now, God says to them, who told you? You see, now in his mind, they are making decisions for themselves. And now they are fixing things for themselves. And so, you know, that's a dangerous thing when you start to fix things and, and God is the one that can fix things for you. But they said they heard him in the cool of the day and they ran from the presence of God. I tell you, it's in their mind and a lot of things we're doing now is in the mind. That's why the scripture tells us we need to renew our mind. You see, God has delivered us from darkness, the power of darkness and darkness in our way of thinking. We think that God is no longer for us. We think he's against us and we can't trust him anymore to be there when we think he should. And so he's. He's coming to us and he's saying that we have to change the way we think. And so that couldn't happen. So God had to bring to an end the life that Adam and Eve was living and the life that they passed on to us. And that's a life that we are always trying to figure things out. We don't want to wait on God. We don't trust him. And we certainly don't think that there is any wisdom that he can give us that can help us, especially when we feel we're in trouble. And so God is wanting us to stop trying to figure things out and start to trust him again. You see, you know, when you have the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil in your mouth is when you are trying to fix things for yourself. When you're trying to do it for yourself, when you're trying to tell yourself, when you're trying to figure it out, and when you don't trust God to do these things. And so we want to come out of that and come back to God and come back to the place where we're not walking by sight, where we are able to close those sight eyes and begin to be led by the spirit again. You see, that's where God wants to bring us. That's where the hidden wisdom is. And that's where we're going to find it. And so... I had to tell you that because we have been living in in our mind. We have been in Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. It says, in you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled you. You see, God has changed everything, but our mind is still on the things beneath and the things in the past. And that's why we have to bring our mind on the things of the spirit. The Bible tells us that when your mind is on the spirit, it's life and peace. But when it's on your flesh, it's death. Now, this is not physical death. death. This is separation. And that's why we feel in our heart, in our mind, that there's distance between us and God. And so God wants to bring us back to him and bring us back to wisdom, back back to the, the places where we can trust again. And I tell you, by the Spirit, He's going to do that today, tonight. He's going to bring us back into our place in our mind. It is in our mind that we have allowed ourselves to be distanced in our thinking from God. We're no longer in the places where God can speak to us and we can hear Him. We can hear everything else except for God. We hear every time the devils tell us that we are no good, we hear that and we believe that. But we can't hear the spirit of God speaking in us, telling us how precious we are, telling us how the things that we even hate. And I want to say this, that the things that we hate about ourselves are probably the things that God think are precious about us. You see, the enemy never attacks you in your strong point. He he attacks, I mean, never attacks you in your place of weakness. He always attacks you in your strength. And one of his strategies, church, is to get you into the flesh. He always pull you down to where your mind is on yourself and your condition. And that's when you're at your weakness. But you need to remain in the spirit. And God is wanting to bring us into that place. He's wanted to bring us back to the place where we are in his presence, that our mind has been raised up again. And we are hearing the thoughts of God again. We are hearing the precious things that he is saying to us. We are hearing that he is hidden things that he wants us to search out. It's things like the kingdom of God that must be sought out. The things like righteousness and even himself. He said, you got to seek him And and if you seek him with your whole heart, if you diligently seek him, you will find him. And you will be rewarded by him. These are the things that God is speaking to us. And so today, New Philly, I want to tell you that God is ready to raise you into a new place. But most of the time we think it's for some other day, one day, someday. And we don't realize that God is ready to do these things right now. You know, it's, 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 it's so funny that we have faith for someday, but we don't have faith for right now. And we're always thinking that God has prepared something for us in the by and by. When we get to heaven, we're going to walk on streets of gold. And it's things like that that we think about. But God is wanting us to understand that he's a right now God. And when you begin to move into the spirit and you allow him to lift your mind because it's about the mind. We have the mind of the Lord, but we just forgot we had it because we always have our mind on what we want. And we don't know that God is already prepared for us. And so there's a a scripture in John chapter 11 where where is Martha is talking about her brother Lazarus and he's dead. And she's frustrated because Jesus didn't come when he, when she thought he should. And I'm going to read it. In verse 21, it says, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And you know what Jesus said? Your brother will rise again. And you know what Martha said to him? I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. You see, that's how we are. We are certain that God can do things in the last day. We are certain that he can. And you know, we're always thinking about some day. And we think even we just celebrated what we call resurrection day. Because we are always thinking about a day. But you know what Jesus said? to Martha he said I am the resurrection and the life yes, sir. and he said he who believes in me though he may die he shall live mm-hmm. but I want to tell you he said I am the resurrection am. so what I learned is that the resurrection is not a day but is a person And that Jesus can be right in your presence and you don't know it and you're looking for some day, one day, and sometimes the last day. But God is saying that I'm ready to do what I promise you right now but we just don't have faith to to be in the now. We're always willing, we're willing to wait on someday for my change. When God is ready to raise you up right now, he's ready to change the way you see things because God is not a God that's slow. The word is light. And you know, light travels at 182,000 miles per second. But the problem is our hearing. We bring the speed of the word of God down to our hearing and sound travels by 762 miles per hour. So we think that God is slow and God has been there and done it. And we are trying to catch up with him because our hearing, we slow it everything down and we don't realize that God has done it. And we are not able to see it because we are looking by sight. And I want to tell you, never try to confirm what God has done by the spirit, by your natural eyes. That's why we don't understand resurrection. He's changing us, bringing us into the present because there's changes that happen when you start to to look at things and from a different perspective. I told you that, that we must move into the presence of the Lord. God is raising us up. He's changing the way we see things. He's bringing us through things in order to bring us into our natural destiny of who we are in Him. See, one of the things about The wisdom of God that's hidden, he says, if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, it has to do with Christ, that, that, that the hidden wisdom is, is what hasn't even entered into your mind, what eyes haven't seen. And while I want to take you on a journey now. Can we go with God and, and say, you know, perhaps this hasn't entered into my mind, what the hidden wisdom that, that God has hidden for our glory really is. And if we just release and, and really come and understand what God has prepared for us. You you see, we don't really realize that God has brought us into a oneness with him. He brought us into a place where he said, I'm the head of the body and you're the body. And I want to know if the head is, is different from the body. We need to stop and think. We need to stop and think and say, you know what? If God, if Jesus is the head and he's full of light and there's no darkness in him, then we need to know that there's no darkness in us. You see, God is bringing us to a place where we are going to be challenged by the fact that he's living in us. And when I told you that God is wanting you to have an exciting life, you got to stop worrying when things get tight. You see, that's the time when you ought to be exhilarated. You shouldn't want a boring life where everything just is so predictable. Your God is not a predictable God. He makes things interesting. Yes, he has overcome the world. But he wants to overcome the world in you. He wants to overcome every obstacle in you. He enjoys letting things get tight. He enjoys when it's difficult. When his enemies are saying, there's no hope for you in God. It's when he rises up. you got to know who's in you. you got to know the hidden wisdom that God is in you and he has never lost a battle. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. You see, God is an exciting God. I want to speak to you about that because he's tired of our boring life. I, he said, you know, he, he, he said, I'm tired of eating oatmeal every morning. I'm tired of the same old thing. I'm tired of you going the same way. I'm tired of you complaining. He wants some change in your life, and that's why he makes your life interesting. God is a God that's unpredictable. Your God, you, he, you you don't know when he's going to come. You know he's going to come, but you don't know when. You know, on the, on resurrection, when, when he was raised from the dead, they got up early to come to the tomb. But he wasn't there when they got there. Now, we don't know when he got up. It doesn't say when he got up, but it says that they got up early, but he wasn't there. And so a lot of times we try to figure out who God and what he's going to do in the time. And he didn't even tell you when he got up. But (laughs) so that you don't try to figure out when he's going to deliver you. You just need to enjoy the ride. How come you can't live while you're waiting and walking through the process? You stop living because you're looking for some day and God is saying, no, I want you to live. I want you to know that I'm exciting and I always keep things interesting. If you don't believe it, ask Moses. He told Moses to go and tell Pharaoh to let the people go. And he told Pharaoh, but I know he won't. And he said, I'm certain that he won't. And then when Moses went, he didn't let him go. But the thing that's so interesting is God did not tell Moses that he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He didn't tell him that I'm the one that's making him not harden his heart so he won't let you go. So you need to know that your God is wanting to bring you into exciting time and that you need to learn how to walk with this God and not be afraid. Even when he brings you through some difficult times, you ought to be like a parasail that's standing on a mountaintop ready to drop, jump off. You ought to live an exciting, exhilarating life just like your Lord wants you. Again, he didn't die that you have a boring life, that you have a life that's so discouraged and so defeated and so worried and so anxious. And so I'm coming today to release you from that by giving you the wisdom of God in the mystery and uncovering it and saying that everything you need is in you. is in you because your God is living in you and he's ready with resurrection life to raise you up out of the pit. Out of the place where you've been, and bring you into a place where you can see. God is ready to do these things. And one of the things that you need to know, another thing you need to know, is that when you come into this place, you begin to see things move rapidly. Like again, you think God is moving slow, and you're saying, "Won't you hurry up?" And you like Martha saying, "If you had been here, my my brother wouldn't have died." And not understanding how powerful your God is see we've forgotten how powerful God is you know when things die we don't think they can resurrect we don't believe anymore that there's resurrection life in your your mouth and so we don't speak and God is ready for us to speak again and believe again and so he's raising us up into his presence And some of us are holding on to the natural realm because we believe human wisdom is better. Because we understand this realm and we understand how it works, but we don't understand the deep things of God. We don't understand how God works. And so when God brings us into an exciting time where we should be exhilarated, we think, oh, we perish. (laughs) We're never going to see the light of day again. He takes us through a difficult season and he wants us to be exhilarated in it. He wants us to say, you know what? I'm so happy that God is trusting me to go through this, that I can walk through it. And I know that there's nothing going to happen to me because I know that I'm safe in God. But we've forgotten these things. We're not like David. We're not like David that, that, that was able to look upon the Lord. See, one of the problems is we don't keep the Lord always before us. One of the reasons, one of the things that we don't do, we don't make the Lord our portion. We think that everything else, when we think about inheritance, we always think in material. We're not thinking the Lord. Have you ever wondered why David was able? He's an Old Testament saint. He's an Old Testament saint. Yet he said the Lord was his inheritance. Yet, because he was seeking after God with all his heart, he was able to come into places that you, as a New Testament saint, you don't visit. You don't stay in the presence of the Lord like David did. You complain when you're going through difficulties, but David didn't complain. He said, the Lord is my inheritance, my portion and my cup. And you know what he said? The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. He said, I have a good inheritance. You see, why can't we say these things? Because we don't know the hidden wisdom. We don't know the things that are in Christ Jesus. We don't understand that these things, we we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. We might be in the world, but we're not of the world. We may be in the world, but he said, take care. I have overcome the world. And so we need to start living in the presence of the Lord. When God, when you make the Lord your portion, your inheritance, when you begin to allow him to speak into your life, when you begin to set the Lord always before you, and because he's at your right hand, you cannot be moved. When you begin to behold him as in the mirror, you're going to be changed. You see, these things don't make any sense if you're not looking at Jesus. These these things don't make any sense if you are easily distracted by any chain rattling that the devil is doing. When he has no power. You know, the things that you're worried about, he, he can't do anything to you. As long as you keep looking at Jesus, you keep looking in his eyes, you'll be changed. And you know what else? You'll become a change agent. When people look at you, if you look at the face of God, you will be changed. Even your skin will shine like Moses, and you don't have to cover it with a veil. Because God is wanting you to change so that others can change. You see, God won't change your situation. He changes you when you're looking at him. You begin to change, and you begin to see things in a different way. You you are not worried about the things that others are worried about death don't don't scare you because you know resurrection the person of jesus is always there present in you and you are in him and so one of the things god wants to bring you back to the revelation that you are in him and that he's in you and he wants to bring you back to the place where you begin to see and enjoy the fullness of joy in his presence he wants you to come back to where you have pledges evermore. Yeah. So you're not always struggling because you're going through some things. Oh, don't you just get tired of people talking about they're going through? Don't you know that's the way to fulfillment? Just read uh, Psalm 66:10. He brings you through these places on your way to fulfillment or your wealthy place. You're not going to get to the fulfillment unless you go through things. But the thing is, we allow things to change us. We allow ourselves to conform to the thing that we are going through. And we continue. We don't say like David that we have a good inheritance. We say, oh, I don't know why if the Lord had come when, he, he, if, when I needed him to come. You see, because we've been eating up the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we think we can tell God when to come. And we also think we can tell him when we think we, we don't have the thing we need. We tell him all the time that oh, I hear saints all the time say, uh, I'm not close to God. I hear saints say all the time that I'm not praying enough and I'm not doing what I think. And I want to tell you, I want to ask you, who told you? When did you decide when to come and pray? When the last time you let God draw you? When, when is he leading you into the presence of God? I know you want to go when you want to go, but if he wants, sometimes he wants you to go when you don't, you don't think it's time to go. It's things like this where you know you've been eating from the wrong tree and your mind is gone crazy. You're doing things that is just unnatural to God. You're telling them what you think you need. And I'm telling you, that wasn't the way it's supposed to be. God knows what you need. He knows when you need it. And when you think that you're overdue, you might be right in the right place. It's in these things that God is bringing hidden Wisdom. And deep things of God to where we begin to go deeper and higher. Where we begin to understand that it's God that's bringing these things and, and bringing you. And he's shepherding all of us. And he's not worried that he's going to lose not one of you. And you are always worried about so many things. When you all have one thing on your mind is getting in the presence of the Lord. And getting the revelation that you are always there but your mind is not. And so God is wanting to raise your mind up and bring you into a place where he can actually speak to you. And he speaks to you by the Spirit. And you've got to understand that, that you've got to begin to discern when he's speaking to you. And a lot of times he wants to speak to you when you are busy, when you think you have decided that something else is way more important. And so God is bringing us together. And he's speaking to us about wisdom and he's speaking to you about wisdom that's hidden and he's speaking to you in a mystery and you got to decode it, but you can't because you're not listening to the spirit. The spirit of God is the only one that can decode the speech of God and bring you into a reality of what he's saying. I'm telling you that he wanted to raise uh, you up. And sometimes we are fighting like I am what was today. I'm, fighting and resisting going all the way in because you think you're losing control. And just look back and think about anything that you've fixed. How long did it last? You see, when God does something, it's forever. If you let God fix it, it'll be forever. But he doesn't always come when you want him to come. And sometimes he wanted to show you how strong you are and how powerful you are. And you don't want to you don't want any excitement. You want a boring life. You just want things to be. You know, I don't want any excitement. God, you should just come when I want you. Don't make me wait. But God wants us to come out of that and he's going to shake some of you out of that pattern because we're in a pattern and we just think that is nothing going to change. Have you ever thought, oh, nothing's going to change? And then you say it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's not bad. The enemy could whisper in your ears and whisper in you, your mind that you're no good. And you know what? It doesn't make any difference until you say you're no good. He can say, you're never going to come out of this. And there's no, nothing can happen until you say, I'm never going to come out of this. And God is speaking to us. He's raising us up out of that. He's, he's, he's delivered you. He's not, it's not something that he's going to do. Have you ever wondered why God always speaks to you in past tense? He said, I have delivered you. I've taken away your sin and you keep asking him to forgive you. And you say, when I can get myself right, that's when I'm going to do better. You can't fix yourself. It's not your job. God has already done everything that he needs to do. He wants you to enter into it, but you can't find your way unless you're led. And you won't be led unless you allow your spirit to move. You see, we're always in the soul because we think the soul is more important than our spirit. The only reason God made a soul is so you can offer it up to him. The only reason a soul is important is that you can offer it up to God. Your soul is yourself, your mind, will, and emotion. God created a soul so that he can enjoy his creation through you. And that's why the devil is always trying to get your soul, too. And he wants to enjoy the creation uh, through you, too. But not through you and as, as a saint, because I'm like Dr. Kirby. I don't believe he can do that, but he can certainly deceive you. And he's a liar. He can, he can steal from you and, and, and cause you not to enjoy life to the fullest by his lies. He takes from you because you won't possess what God has given you. The only reason, and and by the way, if you see the devil with anything, you need to know he didn't produce anything. He's not able to produce anything. If he has anything, he stole it. And you need to know that the only reason he can steal it is because you're not possessing it. And we need to start to possess our promises. We need to move forward. We shouldn't be waiting to someday, today, right now, if you're hearing the voice of the Lord, you ought to move. Our faith should not be on a Sunday or when I'm with everybody else. I should live by faith. And that doesn't mean that you don't have enough money. Living by faith is a very vigorous life. It's a powerful life. It's a life where you are possessing the promises. And that's what God wants for us. Yes, we might have to go through things, but it's not... So you can enter into those things and live there. You need to pass through. You need to know what your destiny is and what God has for you. Don't you know that for us to live is Christ? For us to live is Christ. That should be. Our destiny. It should be our goal. It should be everything. It's Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ. Because hidden in him is the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God has hidden everything of the the deep things. He's hidden them in Christ. And you are in him. And you need to know that you've been changed and you're not weak. And he gives you every opportunity to prove it. And you keep falling short. Shrinking back. Talking about how weak you are. Wanting to give up. You know, you know, so many times you come to a place that you just want to give up. You hear the exhortation not to give up. But when you get by yourself, you want to give up. And the problem is, you don't want to just give up. Some, someone in here, you just want to give your life up. Just suicide is always in your mind, thinking that it would be better just to leave, leave this world. But in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you that that's not true. That's not. It's, it's a lie, and your life is worth living. But. God has come to bring you into the exciting life that he created you for. It's a life that nothing can stand against you. Nothing can come at you at any time. And so I've been talking about a life that's lifted up out of this pit. of Discouragement and fear and anxiety and worry. And bringing you into the connection that if you just can see God, if you can just see him, if you can look him in the eye, you'll see that everything is all right. There's been many times when 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 all he said to me was that everything was all all right. Everything was all right. And that's what I had to hold on to. And there's many times you want to quit, but he won't let you quit. And you who are feeling like giving up, you just can't. You can't because he won't let you. He won't let you because he's too powerful. Nobody can take you out of his hands. Nobody can take you. No one. And so as we are, are coming to the place where we are passing through, and we're coming into a whole nother season of reality, and God is saying that you have to get in the spirit now. Your human wisdom is not enough. You trying to figure it out is not enough. That's not what the church does. All of the resources come from the head, the source. And we are worried when resources change, but God is saying he wants to bring the, 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 the source back. And he wants to lift your head. And young people, he wants you to be powerful in your home, on your job, everywhere you go. And there'll be no fear that anything can touch you because there's nothing that can touch you. There's times right now that God is lifting you up and that be, that your, your your enemy would love to, to destroy you, but he can't. And it's all in your mind that you think anything can happen to you. And that's why he's saying renew your mind and put off that old conduct, of, that old way of living, because he brought that to an end. Yeah. And now is resurrection. And if they had known, they would not have crucified him because when they crucified him, they didn't know they were, they were getting ready to release resurrection life. And that's power and that's wisdom and that's understanding and that's all the things that God has done something that's so magnificent, so powerful that you may have not even thought about it in the way you should. It hasn't entered into your mind, your understanding. But today he comes. He comes after that one that's feeling lost. He comes after that one that is feeling unsure, uncertain. He's coming after that one that's dwelled in the grave so long and just didn't know that, that, that that's not the place for you. That he's coming for you right now. You see, I remember when he came for me, I had everything that... I could ever want, but I was miserable, hurting. There's nothing like pain. And no one hurts like a prophet, and whoever's crying, that's that's the spirit of a prophet. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the spirit of a prophet is so sensitive, and. The enemy is always trying to hurt and discourage the prophetic spirit. No, 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 no. And I thought he was going to defeat me because I was hurting so bad. But God came on a day that I didn't expect it. I didn't even want to go to church. We were in revival. And I had everything that I could ever want. I had a beautiful wife. I had two children, had a home and everything. and, And I was miserable. And I never will forget we were in revival, and my wife said, You need to go. And I said, I don't want to go. She said, You need to go. And I finally went. And when I went, the minister was preaching. And the spirit of God fell upon me. And it changed me in my inside because he went right to the pain and, and I never felt love like that before. And then Pastor Christian is saying, why, why do you go after God like that? Because I had never felt love like that and I never will forget it. And I'm always reaching for God. God made me feel. like everything was all right. No. And I'm going to say it again. When you have a prophetic spirit, when, when you're a prophet, even before you know, no. the enemy knows that spirit. No. And he's always coming at you even at the in the womb. Yeah. He tries to destroy you in the womb and Praise the Lord. I I, I, I feel I, I feel the spirit of God and 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 just let her let her be, because God is gonna heal the spirit of the prophet. He's gonna heal the spirit of the prophet, and I guarantee you that she is a seer, she'll be able to see, she'll be able to hear, and whatever the witchcraft or whatever spells, whatever thing that came against it, God is healing the prophetic spirit. He's healing the spirit of the prophet. He's healing the spirit of the prophet. And she's going to be so precise in her prophetic ministry for this house until you will not believe the accuracy. When God begins to heal. When the spirit of God begins to heal. He, he comes in and he begins to take over. And every hurt place, every wounded place, he begins to heal. And I tried to get out of the church. I never will forget it. I I, I felt this strange feeling, and and I was in the Baptist church, and, and and back then you would hold your hand up and tip out of there. And I tried to tip out and God got a hold of me. And I was laid out in the front of the of the congregation. And he just began to do a job on me. But he was changing me on the inside out. See, God changes you from the inside out. He begins to drive out and heal. And I never never felt that kind of love. And, And in the name of Jesus, let the love of God just come into your daughter right now. In the name of Jesus. You see, love is a powerful thing. It cannot fail. Love cannot fail. Love cannot fail. In the name of Jesus. He's raising us up. He's healing you. He's healing you. He's destroying your enemies from before you. He's making you know that nothing can stop you because not only is the spirit of a prophet, but the spirit of God is in you. And he's not going to allow you to be weak any longer. He's not going to allow you to be afraid any longer. Fear is a tormenting thing. It's a tormenting thing. You have a fear of punishment. You have a fear that something bad is going to happen to you. In the name of Jesus, I remove that from everybody that is feeling like death is going to attack them or something is going to happen to them. I remove that. We're talking hidden wisdom. And the wisdom of God is, is both co-laboring with power and wisdom. The power of God is in Christ and the wisdom of God is in Christ. And there are hidden wisdom and he's bringing us into that place. New Philly, you'll never be the same.
0: All right. uh, You know, this this is a wonderful ministry that Aaron and I have had the privilege of shepherding, leading, uh, we take responsibility. When we get before heaven, God's gonna demand an account from us for how we have shepherded all of you who have made a covenant to be a member of this house. And so, you know, as the pastor of this house, the spiritual father of the house, uh, I wanna assure everyone in the community and also people who are visiting, uh, people who don't know the inside story, uh, you may make different presumptions. And as Dr. Kirby talked about this morning, uh, we don't we want to be discerning people between faith, stubbornness and presumption and I don't want you to make false conclusions based on just a small piece of data. all right and so number one you shouldn't be scared. All the new recruits you should not be scared. okay I taught you at four thirty. We went over the blanks. I filled it in for you. And and I try to warn you and to train you and to teach you that we are not to ignore this type of things, but we are to be strategic in how to bring freedom to God's people. Because freedom is for everyone in the house of God. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Uh, Number one, uh, our sister here, all right, she's a member of our community she's actually a leader of our church she's on leadership with us, she's a reserve leader she's still young but she's a leader she's a beloved, precious daughter of this house she's a Christian don't conclude because she's wilding out she's not a believer All right, she is a Christian the Holy Spirit indwells her the Holy Spirit guarantees everlasting life, the gift that she has received through the blood of Christ alright, but Where we have a powerful healing deliverance ministry in this house to set people free from different levels of demonic oppression that can be caused by occultic sin, can be caused by trauma, right? All the new recruits you got the teaching today, right? The part that I did not cover in the seminar and the part that many of you may not know is that there are healing deliverance cases that are not simple. It's not just a matter of you repenting and renouncing of certain sins is not a matter of you just forgiving someone and getting inner healing and being done with it there are certain times where healing deliverance cases are complex and the person who wants to help is desperately seeking it but yet for whatever reason god is hiding or has not fully revealed the steps to that person's full freedom There may be also suppressed memories that whatever, however traumatic it was by the grace of God, God has not yet to unsurface those suppressed memories. There's something in the mental health profession that they call multiple personality disorder. As a Christian, you have to understand that you have to have a holistic discerning view of multiple personality disorder. Some people think that multiple personality disorder is simply... Just demonic bondage. Other people may think it's just a biological, chemical imbalance. What you have to understand is, sometimes this is what I, this is what I know so far. Sometimes I feel like God allows people to get multiple personality disorder because what they went through was so severe and so traumatic and so difficult to live with. That the only way they can live is to have a multiple personality. And that way the person that went through the trauma can be suppressed. And the person who has not gone through the trauma can live on. I'm not saying that's what's happened for this person. But the healing deliverance uh, ministry for her has been that complex is what I'm trying to say. It's not for a lack of willingness or desire that she's not set free. And for those who've been with us for the last five years, you know that, uh, you know, experienced these types of things at our leadership retreats in our previous retreats. But actually, for the last couple of years, we're very good. Her mind's gotten strong. She used to serve with K1 Prayer Tabernacle. She's a wonderful, powerful prayer leader. She's been disciple through my preaching, disciple through our leaders, and she's grown tremendously. Where many of these attacks. She's gone through three different ministries, even a professional one in Colorado, where it was not able to help her. And where all these professional ministries were not able to help her, ministries with years of experience were not able to help her, Aaron and I, in our lack of experience, but our overflow of love said, we're gonna set you free. We're confident God's gonna do it through us. So we, we took her in and we held on to her. And even when she wanted to run away, I went and chased her down. So she's in our community and we're going to love her to wholeness. It may take some time. Sometimes God does the instant deliverance. I've seen it done. And other times it's not so simple like that. And we've got to be willing to not be ashamed of that person, to love them, to continue to speak truth where their mind is weak, and to walk them to a place of wholeness. This is not for the immature or faint of heart. If you want to just leave this retreat right now just because you saw that phenomenon happen, I'm telling you right now, I question how much of the love of God you have in your heart. Do you love this person enough to just stick around to the end of the retreat and pray that they get that's set free? Do you know how difficult this person has been, difficulty she's been going through, through all of this? But if you really are a follower of Christ, I believe that the love of God lives inside of you. And I believe the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And I believe each and every one of us in this covenant community can do our part to love anyone who's in that kind of situation, to love them to wholeness. And she's in the other room. She's totally back in her right mind. Praise the Lord. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't let me finish. Praise the Lord that she got tripped up by the Holy Spirit before she tackled Pastor Robert Daniels. She says she literally blacked out. Like, at that point, she literally blacked out. I think it was the grace of God so that Pastor Daniels would be unharmed. Um, But look, this is not a simple case. And she's, one, one thing I want you to get in your mind, she's not a case study. She's not a case. She's a person. She needs your love. And I don't want you to look at her as, as, a, as a project or as someone that you want to you know, help or whatnot. I want you to just love her as a sister in Christ. And she'll be fine. And God will bring her to a place of wholeness. And if the things that Pastor Daniels prophesied is true, and God's going to use her as a mighty prophet to the nations... Perhaps in God's hidden wisdom, He's leading her through this very difficult process to prepare her to speak with an authority and a compassion that very few have. And if you're in here today and you also have uh, bondage in your life, healing deliverance issues in your life that are layered and are very complex, I just want to speak hope over you. Jesus is not frustrated by what he sees in your life. He's not intimidated by the layers that are there. He wants to patiently heal you, layer by layer. Our God is a God of great love. So, Father, right now, I just bind up every spirit of fear that is trying to latch on to the minds and hearts of your people. And I prophesy 2 Timothy 1, 7 over each and every person right now. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. The people of God, they move with clarity and soundness of mind because they know who their God is and they know who they are as sons and daughters of the King of Kings. So Father, I bless each and every person here tonight. I bless them, Lord. I bless them in Jesus' name. Let's continue worship. Come on. Enemy's been defeated. Death could hold you down.